listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast, episode 220, I believe. Oh, wow. Been at it a while. Way more than I ever thought we would do. (laughs) I'm Tiny. Of course, this is John. Every week, same old thing. We got yeah. some odd news, but first, how was your week? Oh, it was all right. How about yours? It was okay. Yeah. Nothing spectacular happened this week other than my cat has learned to use the doggy door and it's mm-hmm. been catching lizards and bringing them inside. Oh, nice. And, and playing present. with them until they die in mm-hmm. front of the whole family as if like, hey, look what I can do. And that's been really awesome to watch. You know, Libby got a little upset and I was like, look, this is what Elton John was singing about. In the Lion King, this is the circle of life, <laughs> right? You know, this is how it works. So, yeah, sometimes nature likes to torture another animal sure. to death. Yeah, oh, bought a white bench. Okay, yeah, put it together, and uh, yeah, it's probably benching about sixty-five pounds. I don't want to brag or anything, <laughs> you know. But I didn't try to max out or anything. Hey, I'm, I'm impressed you guys are using it. The number <laughs> well, of weight benches that I have seen. <laughs> Given away. Oh, we'll amazing. eventually give this away. Trust me. Here's the thing. I just, I'm just biding my time. <laughs> About a month ago, the Hudson and Thomas were like, we want a weight bench. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But let me tell you, you guys have my DNA. And, and we're just not muscular people, you know? <laughs> But we'll, we can work that out for you. Unless you're willing to get on the steroids. Right, yes. <laughs> You'll yes. never be ripped. Yeah, you're probably never going to. We're just skinny people, you know? <laughs> and uh, so Dieter was like, well, we'll clean out the garage on the side over here. And that's where we'll put the weight bench. So we spent a whole Saturday doing that. So yesterday we spent a whole Saturday going and buying a weight bench and weights. And we get home and Dieter's like, I think we should put it in the upstairs living room. Oh, no. I'm like, well, why did we waste a Saturday cleaning this side of the stuff? I threw away a lot of stuff that I could have <laughs> held on to. Yeah. She just wanted you to clean up the garage. <laughs> and she was like, well, when Ollie moves back with his mom, we can turn his room into like a workout room. She's like, because I kind of want to get an elliptical, you know, and I'm like, Where's all this money coming from? You know, like, like John, you're rich. No, I'm not. If they keep spending it, I won't be. Anyways, so we put it together. In yeah. the, it's in the middle of our upstairs. It's the most redneck thing <laughs> looking thing in the world. But I have a weight bench in the, like, it's in the right in front of the TV. You yeah. can't sit up there and watch TV or anything. So Wow. Yeah. I pumped a little iron last night, me and Thomas. Hudson hadn't seen it yet because he's in Disney World with mm-hmm. it on a school trip. But I sent him a picture and his response was, y'all put it in the living room? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's what your mom wanted. <laughs> but, but apparently we're turning Ollie's room into the gym. I was like, he hasn't even moved out yet and your mom's already <laughs> thinking about what she's going to do with that space. Right. Like, we have a dresser and mirror in there. Like, we're going to have to move all that stuff out. It's just way more work mm-hmm. for me. That's that's my only complaint. Right. So, anyway, that was my date day, which is Saturday. <laughs> you so need a professional did. Facebook seller. <laughs> 
I do. Maybe I should do that with you. Oh, by the way, I have a, a there's a bike sitting out on the curb. Yeah. You can have it if you want it. It's oh, done. Okay. I All thought right. I, I thought I saw Libby riding it around. Well, Today, Libby, I thought I thought I did. In amongst buying a weight bench and weights and all that, we had to get Libby a new bicycle. Okay. So that bicycle's fine. It has a flat tire. All it needs is a two. Okay. And I was good like how the bicycle talk started was I'm going to go get a tube for Libby's bicycle. And it makes perfect sense. Sure. That's what you do when something breaks, at least around my house. Right. You get the parts you need to fix it. What, what's a bicycle tube nowadays? It, well, I haven't priced I them in a while, bucks. but it can't be much. Yes. Yeah. T- I don't know. I used to shoplift them from Walmart. I'm really not sure <laughs> what they cost when I need them. So uh, you put them around your hips like a belt, you just walk right out the door with um, But anyways... That turned into, well, I don't really like that bicycle. And then next thing you know, another $149 later, we <laughs> bought her a brand new bike. That, she's she's 11, she'll be 12 in September. Yeah. She's not going to ride much longer. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of get out of bikes in the next two or three years. I was like, this is a bad investment. <laughs> I just want everybody to know this is a bad so investment. So you're saying for a $10 tube yeah. and make a couple of cans of Krylon spray paint, yeah. Eli can have a brand new bike. He can have a brand new bike. Heck, yeah. It's fine. It's good. It's it's like a mountain bike type yeah, thing. Yeah. She's got like this... Sissy looking cruiser bike. It's not even cool looking, you know? I don't, for lack of a better term. Right. It's not even cool looking. You, mm-hmm. It doesn't even look like you want to take it off a ramp or anything. <laughs> yeah. She loves it though. Well, that's good. Yeah. Had to buy a little. Oh, yeah. I forgot to throw in the extra $10 for the little pouch to put on it so she could put her phone in and listen to Spotify while she rides around oh. in, her, in her earbuds or whatever. Yesterday, we were leaving to go somewhere, and I noticed that she was on her bike, and yeah. she had her phone out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. She's getting her tunes lined up. <laughs> well, I do like Spotify tunes. So, yeah, I spent way more money than I needed to yesterday mm-hmm. on stuff that I didn't really want for me <laughs> yeah. anyway. I'm not going to work out. I don't think I will huh. unless Hudson starts challenging me and I have to go up there and show him I'm stronger than him. Well, as far as oh, also prayers to anyone out there in the crypto space because it's in the toilet right now. Oh, that's right. I forgot to ask you about our investment. I got it out. Okay. <laughs> Did you get it out at the right time? I tell you what, uh, I got it out. <laughs> okay. It could have been real bad. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the Patreon show. Okay. I'll All just right. say. It was really amazing, and I really think I understand now why gamblers who have like an like a crazy impulsive gambling condition. Sure, I, I get it now. Yeah, because Monday I walked around all day like, what do I need to do? Are they going to fix this? Are they not? Because I, I'll I'll talk about it in more detail later. But this particular coin, it was supposed to be a dollar. It slid down to 66 cents, but then it immediately bounced back to 93 cents. Yeah. And uh, I believe it was Monday night. I was on Twitter. I'd, I'd been on Twitter because that's where you're going to get the latest breaking stuff. Sure. Well, that's where all the experts are. <laughs> well, also, 
I mean, that's just you're like the news. The news has yet to talk about the crypto space because they don't know nothing about it. Everybody's making fun of it on the internet. Yes, I'll say that much. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's bad. It's, <laughs> it's the bear market right now. Remember, I, I think I several months back I said we're headed into a crypto winter at some point. Yeah, it's here, John. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> it's here. Imagine that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so it immediately bounced back to ninety three cents. And some and people were like, okay, were they, are they going to fix this? Are they not? I'm on Twitter. And there are accounts that just follow. Because crypto is a public ledger and anybody can look at it and see what's going where. Like, you don't know what accounts belong to who. Mm-hmm. And you don't know why these amounts are moving. But you see the amounts moving. Yeah. So, like, over and over. I'm like, you know, 250,000 UST moved to for swapped for 230,000 USDT. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, 100,000 UST swapped for 90,000 USDC. Hmm. Like you're seeing all these big amounts move. And right. I was like, okay, time they, to move. They know, they know something. Knows. They know something. So I immediately moved out. And my personal investment, I think I like lost 500 bucks and I okay. felt like crap. But I woke up the next morning that UST was trading for 23 cents. There you go. And Luna, which was the coin backing it, was down to a dollar. Wow. From its all-time high of like $120 a coin. Hmm. It was amazing. And then here's the here's the funny thing. Well, it's, it's funny to me. It's not funny if you bought in on this. But a lot of people were saying, hey, Luna's going to come back, and a dollar is a great buy. Now's the time to jump back in. How much farther can it fall? Well, in the crypto space, there's an infinite amount of decimal points before you reach <laughs> absolute zero. It fell down under it fell down to a penny. Oh wow. And then a lot of people were like, okay, well now it's a penny. I'm gonna put everything in. I'm gonna put everything in on it now. Right. And then it of course, like Shiba Inu <laughs> or Dogecoin, it falls down to like Half a penny. Ten Whatever. thousandths of a cent. It just kept falling. So That's tough. <laughs> I had $8 in Dogecoin just that had just been sitting around doing nothing. And I remember I thought, you know what, just for a lark, I'm going to, I'm going to. So I currently have 3,000 something Luna coins All right. that I paid eight bucks for. There we go. <laughs> well, if it goes back up, it might be pretty good for you, right? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of different proposals. It's interesting because everyone is in agreement that the Luna coin itself and UST are dead. But like, where do we go from here? Because the technology, like, unlike Shiba Inu or some of these other poop tokens, like what people call them. Yeah. There's an actual network there. There's software. Like the technology is still there. It's still good. It's still working. So people are like, well, well, what's going to happen now? Because right. there's still like a ton of developers. And some people have said that maybe they should just peg UST at a penny, <laughs> which is about what it's trading for. Yeah. And then Luna can be like your new meme coin. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. Try to rev people up. Maybe. Luna to a penny in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Well, that's tough. Anyway, how about odd? Besides the equivalent of like the Lehman Brothers fiasco happening in the crypto space, what you got this week? <laughs> I have a guy who had a heart attack. Okay. Got another guy who is upset about vegan milk. And I got a guy who was, he had a little fun in a high speed chase. Okay. Yeah. 
I have a story about the Oklahoma Sooners getting another commitment. Okay. I've got a story about Donald Trump that involves China. Uh-huh. China. China. And I wanted to start off with, and this is quite a lengthy story, so I'm, I may skim over it in parts, but let me just ask you a question first. Uh, you're on Twitter. No yes. one knows who you are, but you are on Twitter. I picked up one new follower this week. <laughs> okay. But I don't know if it's because I had a reply comment that got like 70 likes or something. So this may have been someone who thinks I actually do a lot of stuff on Twitter. Huh. So, yeah. Well, I don't know if you follow it. Do you follow any celebrities or anybody? Um, Not really. Who are, are you a big fan of anybody on in real life that you follow on Twitter? Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's like some like barstool people I follow okay. and stuff. Yeah. Well, imagine the person who you admire most. Uh-huh. What if they messaged you and like started just chatting, chatting it up? Well, it'd be pretty cool, huh? It, it'd be kind of cool, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I'd like to think I wouldn't act like a little teenage girl <laughs> right. about it or something. But yeah, it'd be kind of cool. And so y'all are just, uh, I mean, this is the tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> the time, at least, that social media has been sure. around. Uh, y'all, are ch- y'all are chatting back and forth. Yeah. After a while, y'all swap phone numbers and start texting each other. Yeah. Then the guy starts asking for some money. Okay. <laughs> well, I like to help people out. <laughs> right. Sure. Then he starts to ask for more money. Okay. But right. he's your friend. Yeah. He's not just some rando internet person begging for money. This is your best friend. The legit guy. Yeah. Verified. Mm-hmm. Is he verified on Twitter? <laughs> well, how about there's a widow who got scammed out of $800,000. Oh, wow. Trying to help out Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> okay. Trying to help him escape from the Church of Scientology. Oh, to get out. So she was being a good Christian <laughs> woman. I thought she was like horny for, <laughs> horny for Leo to begin with. <laughs> well, some of that may factor into that. This all took place in the summer of, two, of 2018. Wow. A 54-year-old woman, which, I mean, Leo doesn't like. Four year old women. That seems out of what he normally dates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, he's he's borderline problematic. He borderline. I mean, borderline. <laughs> he he's, he knows the letter of the law. I'll I mean, say that much. They can barely blow out the candles on their cake. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little offensive. Great actor, by the way. Love him. Love him as an actor. But that part's a little weird. Anyway, there was a uh a woman who she, for the purposes of this article, she goes by Denise. She said that she was not a social media butterfly. She typically lurks on Facebook to see what her daughters are doing, but she had just dealt with the passing of her late husband, sure. who had dealt with colon cancer, and she decided to get on Twitter. She follows, you know, some politicians. She follows some celebrities Probably that she James likes. Fan. Primarily, well, probably not James Fan because she was primarily interested in people who were like very environmentally conscious. Well, you don't think James Fan loves the environment? Are you are you besmirching James Fan's name? That man loves the environment. Okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it says that her Twitter profile wasn't exceptional. Her picture certainly wasn't glamorous. Setting up her account, she followed some politicians, rock bands, animal rights groups, nonprofits, 
all these things. And then she gets a message from Leo DiCaprio. It's <laughs> out of the blue. It's out of the blue saying, hello, Denise. Uh, she responded, so what's your real name? He said, Leonardo DiCaprio. And then she responded, yeah, right. And then she logged off of Twitter. But over the next few days, he she convinced con- her. She continued to receive private messages from DiCaprio, who explained that on Fridays and weekends were his busiest time, but he was free to chat on other days. Sure, while he's at work. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, yeah, as a, and being a celebrity, he don't party on weekends. Nah, right. <laughs> That's when he's the busiest. Yes. <laughs> He said that he was working with Quentin Tarantino at the time, but he was polite and he never disclosed too much. I did, however, know about his filming schedule, she says, and a New York and European trip. I learned of these trips well before the information hit the Internet, which probably just means to me that whoever this is is following Leo. Or what if it is Leo? <laughs> and this is just like a scam he likes to run. Man, that'd be hilarious. That would be like what a plot <laughs> twist. Like it was me the whole time. It really was me. <laughs> I, I love seducing <laughs> mid 50 year old widows yes. out of all the cash I can. Yeah. First, I seduce the young ones. That's right. And then I get all the money out of the older ones. Look, 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 look. Young ones are for real life. All right. <laughs> the widow thing just gets my engine running. Uh, anyway, he said that uh, they began texting each other on their phones. He learned that I love to cook. We were texting one night when I was making homemade ravioli, ha- ravioli, and he said that Camilla needed to learn how. Of course, referring to his girlfriend at the time, Camilla Monroe, who in the summer of 2018 had just turned 21. Sure. <laughs> Sure. They developed a terrific friendship within a couple months, and he always insisted that I called him Leo. And before long, she even got to speak to him directly. She says, our first phone call was brief, almost as if he placed it to ensure me that it was him, but there was no mistaking that it was his voice. Oh, of course. Because no one can sound like somebody else over the phone. Because Leo is running the scam. (laughs) (laughs) I cracked the code on this. (laughs) Says that phone calls were difficult for him. She added, not only because Camilla was nosy and tried to listen in. She's jealous of that 54-year-old widow in Houston. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like. Leo would kick her to the curb so quick if she tried to say something about him talking on the phone. Uh, Soon enough, she learned that there was a far more troublesome presence in his life that made talking on the phone difficult. It was that Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio was subject to the enslavement of the Church of Scientology. Of of course. We've, We've heard this from many people. They were soon up to... Let's see, they were soon burning up messages on several different platforms, Twitter private messages, Gmail hangouts, and email, and even squeezed in a few rushed phone calls, but she preferred the online chats. I'm sure he did, too. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) We had a lot in common and some great laughs, and I jokingly called him a pedophile because of the children he dates, (laughs) but he quickly corrected me. And Leo told her that he actually had one of his most meaningful relationships with an older woman. Of course he did. <laughs> well, what happened if it was so meaningful? Well, was she know. so much older that she died? 
Like once you're into young girls, I don't think you can fully get off of them. You know, <laughs> she shared some. <laughs> We're of- hitting it out the gate right now. This should be a Patreon story. <laughs> I've said a lot of inappropriate stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's just kids. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she also shared some of uh, her daughter's graphic artwork. Uh, this is like, she does like graphic design and, sure. and like uh, comic books and stuff. And he said that his dad, George DiCaprio, had a background in comics, which I, I don't know if that's true or not. But that's not. what this Leo told he her. He probably read it on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> probably. Uh, we discussed frivolous things like favorite foods, his being pasta. His favorite color was green. Mine was purple. And I told him goofy things that I rarely shared with anyone. Like whenever I wanted my daughters to know that I loved them, I texted them two heart emojis, one being purple that represented me, and the second heart was their favorite color. Leo thought this tradition was endearing and asked if he could use it. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. That's a pretty good idea. Just reeling them in. Yeah. That's a pretty, I'm a, I might start that up. Of course, my boys would be like, no, man. Don't don't send me any hearts, you know. But Luby might think it was cool, yeah. and maybe not strip or something. She says that his favorite symbol was the infinity symbol, which is a sideways figure eight. Sure, and he used that constantly. So then later, the symbol took on a much more sinister aspect. She says when DiCaprio told him for the first time that he was deeply involved in Scientology, and that. uh he revealed in a letter that Scientology, the Church of Scientology has had demanded that he pay $750,000 to fulfill his obligations. Uh, Leo soon revealed that his own personal wealth, which is hundreds of millions of dollars, was actually all being controlled by the church and that he couldn't get any access to it unless he paid them the $750,000 sum. The, the Church of Scientology can't do like an auto debit, you know? <laughs> I mean, if they've got access to <laughs> exactly. all his money, why can't they just write themselves a check? <laughs> yeah, so they clearly have, like, power of attorney or something. <laughs> yeah. That's when the nightmare began. He mm. confessed that he needed her assistance, and he had nowhere else to turn. Wow. But to this random widow yeah. on Twitter <laughs> to get him out of this mess. And he played this for so long. Yeah, I mean, apparently this went on for months. Like, this guy's a... Yeah. He's playing the long game. Look, I get them on Facebook all the time, not yeah. from Leonardo DiCaprio, but within the first three messages, they're asking me to go like fill out my personal information on some <laughs> Google Doc or something. Yeah, I was about to say, I remember we've talked about this before, but like when I first joined Instagram, I was constantly getting yeah. this person doesn't I, I something about they can't send you like they can send you a message. Yeah, but you have to approve it. But you it. have to approve it yeah. or whatever. And I would I would constantly get these messages. Hey, I saw your Instagram profile right. and I would really like to get to know you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Okay. No, nobody this clearly, good looking is talking to me. Clearly, you were not looking at my Instagram profile. <laughs> I don't know, you know, look, <laughs> you were entirely too hot to talk to me. You know, yes. like there is no way out of all the people on Instagram, you decided to send me a message. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I mean, you have a following of like 10,000 right. lonely, horny dudes yes. and you're like singling me out. Yeah. Okay. Like, I know what I look like. Yeah, you're no way you're talking to me. So anyway, uh, it says here that, um, let me skip down here. 
So did she just like wire transfer all this money or did he make her like go to, you know, the scam? Like you go get a, a bunch of green dot cards or whatever at the. We're, we're, we're getting to that. Okay. Hold on. First, he he described some of the stuff that the church was into. Oh, he frightened her with depictions of ritual torture carried out by the Church of Scientology which he claimed was recorded on video. Now, he didn't have the video, right. but he said it was on well, video somewhere. That part's all true. That's how <laughs> right. they get you, right? They they get you on video doing stuff. That's how the CIA gets you. That's de- Yeah, well, <laughs> Church of Scientology is just CIA for religion, right? right? Uh, he described pagan paleolithic-type rituals and ceremonies that he participated in, although he claimed that he was drugged at the time. The rituals included animals as well as humans, that she said. Huh. What he'd said disturbed her so much that she began to worry not only for his safety, but her own as well. And what he described prompted her to purchase her first gun for protection. Wow. Because, I mean, this Church of Scientology, they may come to get her. This guy got her to buy a pistol. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He said that he wanted to break free of Scientology forever, but that he couldn't do it without the financial assistance of a suburban Houston widow. <laughs> so on September 7th, Denise sent him $6,000 in a wire transfer to a man named Kenneth in Woodstock, Georgia, <laughs> who Leo said was one of his most trusted aides. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Yo, Kenny in Woodstock, Georgia. They that didn't raise any red flags. None of that raised a red flag. It was the first payment of many, John. <laughs> you know, Kenny's got it. He's he's taking care of it for me. Putting together a paper trail of Denise's involvement with DiCaprio has been difficult because the computer that she was using in 2018 and 2019 crashed and she lost all of that data. Oh, wow. She gave the machine to a recovery expert in hopes to retrieve this information. But between records that she was able to access from her bank, as well as other documents that she supplied to multiple FBI agents... Yeah, they don't play around with that. that ...she freely turned over, uh, the our author here says he was able, with her help, to piece together a fairly detailed accounting of her payments. The accounting shows that by the end of 2018, she had made payments to six different people, totaling $256,000. Golly. And six different, I guess, were they all in Woodstock, Georgia? Like, can he tell all his friends? <laughs> call, you get a phone call. Hey, Tiny, I got this lady, man. What's your bank account number? <laughs> Her communication at the time reflect, uh, reflected that she was terribly conflicted about it, convinced at times that she was being scammed, but more often than that, believing that she and Leonardo DiCaprio were the victims and that Scientology was the culprit. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, like, like apparently there was even some times when she said, like, you're scamming me, but he was always able to, like, bring her back from the brink. No, baby, not me, no. <laughs> no, I'd never do that to you, baby. <laughs> Uh, when he asked for proof, like he once sent her a screenshot where he had like said hello Denise on his personal verified Twitter. Ah, but it's not she didn't see it on, and he quickly deleted it afterwards. Right, but she didn't see it on Twitter. She just she saw, saw a screenshot. screenshot. Uh, me and you, yeah, you. Could, I mean, 
I who, would, who would ever fake a tweet, right? <laughs> that couldn't happen. <laughs> never. <laughs> certainly, certainly Donald Trump would never complain about yeah. how he didn't like our podcast <laughs> on Twitter. Right. And we get a bunch of people to share it. <laughs> Donald Trump tried to cancel us. People forget. You know? <laughs> yeah, he did. We were a victim of cancel culture we for a brief period of time. <laughs> In December of 2018, he was photographed while visiting... Uh, art Basel in Miami. Is that, did I say that right? I guess. I'm not an art person. I know you it's, are. It's got to either be Basel or Basel. Right? Whatever. In one of the photographs published in various magazines, he had a slightly brooding look. And for Denise, this was stunning proof of him being super down <laughs> about his interactions with the church. She saw a picture. She's like, she's like, I, it. Scientology's I, got him. He's like, right. I believe like, him. Yeah, she sees this photo and she's like, well, I know the inside scoop. That's I know right. why he's brooding he's in not this photo. Happy. Scientology's yeah. got it. They got control of all his money. And, and me <laughs> and Kenny are the only people helping him. <laughs> Uh, she uh, she also saw meaning in the amounts that he asked for. They were always multiples of five thousand or fifty thousand dollars. I mean, because you know payments to the to the Church of Scientology sure. are always in multiples of five. You think 000, he was right? like, "Look, I made fifty thousand this week, so send me five thousand because I got a tithe ten percent." She said that she learned that the Church of Scientology charges five thousand dollars for a lifetime membership. And the patron level memberships were fifty thousand. So she accused him of paying church fees for like other members. Wow. Now look, their patron fees way higher than ours. <laughs> yes. So you don't join the ours Church of Scientology. In, join ours, ours. The Church of Earth Oddity. That's right. Our payments come in multiples of five. That's right. <laughs> uh, after Denise sent him more than a quarter million dollars by the end of the year. In January 2019, DiCaprio was spotted on a flying commercial, and he told the press that it had to do with his environmental concerns. But for her, she knew it was because Scientology was controlled the purse the purse strings, and that he was forced to economize. So that's just more evidence to her that oh, this is all this is all this is all yeah this is it. In March, she made her largest payment so far, sending a couple of $71,500 cashier's checks to a company in New Jersey that Leo said was run by a friend of his. But when there was a problem, Leo said he didn't get the money. And when Denise checked her bank, they assured her that the cashier's checks had been delivered. This would then become a running controversy where DiCaprio was claiming that he didn't get the money that she sent, yeah, but her bank was saying, no, we sent that money. And to them together, we're like, okay, well, the church must be intercepting these payments. <laughs> That's it, the church. The, the church must be doing it. When you're a bad guy, yeah. if you can get an even worse guy, yes. like, like just it, make up a monster. That's right. Then put all the blame on the monster. That's how you do it. In April 2019, she made her first inquiry to the FBI, speaking with a special agent in Newark. Uh, she says, not because that she intended to turn in this Leo DiCaprio, but because she was wanting to press charges against the church <laughs> for <laughs> intercepting all their money. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she's like, look, I got to get it. The church needs to give me some of my money. I'm taking them. <laughs> I'm taking this to the law. And then the law started looking into her like, yeah, lady, I hate to tell you this, but you're an idiot. Well, she told Leonardo DiCaprio that she had gone to the FBI. Uh, 
And this is the reply that Leonardo DiCaprio sent to Denise. To the woman who owns my heart, I started flirting with you because you were the hottest girl that I had ever laid my eyes on, despite being surrounded by millions and thousands in my profession in Hollywood. Now I have fallen in love with you because you have the most beautiful heart I have ever felt. I love you. If I could be anything, I would be your tear so that I could be born in your eye, live down your cheek, and die on your lips. (laughs) My thoughts are free to roam anywhere, and it is surprising how often they head in your direction. Your love is the only armor I need to fight all of life's battles. Before I was in a relationship with you, I was suffering from commitment phobia. After being in a relationship with you, I am now suffering from an addiction (laughs) called love. (laughs) I'll be honest, the tear line's pretty good. That got me kind of hot. I know. I was like, all right, I get it. Like, where do I send my check? (laughs) (laughs) If you're a 54-year-old woman. And you're getting that from Leonardo DiCaprio. You're writing checks left and right. Uh, Get this. In order to make, I mean, after she got that communication, she wanted to be sure that their communications were private. (laughs) So, to be sure that their communications were not being intercepted by the Church of Scientology, on May 1st, she ordered more than $6,000 in special iPhones and Apple Watches to be sent to a man in Georgia, again, who was a personal friend of Leonardo DiCaprio. All right. Uh, Then after that, she uh, it says that after a while, she finally sent him a, a, a letter saying, "You know, I don't, I don't believe you anymore." Uh, That's tough for her, you know. Like when you have to come to the realization, this isn't Leo, number one, <laughs> and I've sent all of my husband's life insurance money plus some extra to these yeah, random people. It said earlier in the article that apparently her husband he had he had created a company that built apartment complexes uh-huh. and they had, well, nearly a million dollars in savings. Yeah. All of that went to Leonardo DiCaprio's friends in Woodstock, just, Georgia. Just cleaned her out. <laughs> it, and she fascin- thought she was in love with Leo. She thought he was in love with her. I know. <laughs> and then you got to, so not only have you lost all that, but you got to go through the emotional trauma of that wasn't Leo. That was Kenny in Woodstock, Georgia, <laughs> taking me for a ride, you know, telling me that I, he would be born as the tear in my eye and all this stuff. <laughs> you got to recover from that, too. That, that may be worse than the money. It's quite a lengthy story, and it'll be there'll yeah, be a link in the show notes. <laughs> I would encourage everyone to go read it. But uh, yeah, once again, you can't believe everything you see no. on the internet. <laughs> but like the, she should have the same thought that I was saying. Like she should have been like, "I'm a 54 year old lady in Texas. There's no way he dates 21 year old women. There's no the day way they turn 22. Right? He's after another one. Right." Like, if an average-looking, like, mid-40s lady email, you know, Instagram messaged me, DM'd me, and said, 
hey, I think you're kind of hot or whatever. I'd be like, all right, this might be legit, you know? <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> you know? like, depending on her level of hot. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. If she was real ugly, I'd be like, yeah, how much money do you need? You know? <laughs> but because I know it would be who, whatever trouble they were in. It was a real person there. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, man. You, you got to know what you're ranked, you know, like you, we all have to be honest with ourselves. Yes. Here. And if you're clever, you can outkick your coverage. Absolutely. Especially down here in the Southeast. Yes. I see beautiful women hanging around fat, ugly dudes all the time. All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Because we have a plethora of beautiful yeah. women in the South. But now what you will not see is Carmen Electra hanging around with those fat, no. ugly dudes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's probably more of the situation like Deidre was in. There was a point in time where I was good looking, yeah. and it's just been all downhill mm-hmm. since then. I hit a wall and I've fallen off the cliff. Right. Um. All right. Well, let's see. Edgefield County man dies of a heart attack while burying his wife in the backyard. Oh man. Um, the Edgefield- you know what? Just we'll go read, no, no, read no, the no, article. No. I was just no. thinking, why couldn't he have gone out there to dig the hole first? Yeah, in preparation. Well, that, or- and then she could have just used it for him, <laughs> and she'd still be alive. Just don't bury people in your yard. Like they always catch them <laughs> when you bury people in your yard. You have to be smarter than this. I know transporting a dead body is a hassle. <laughs> all right, especially you know with that. DNA technology today. All right. But you got to get it off of your property. That's I've, I just trust me on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, All you right. have to put it in a mini storage and never, yeah, ever, 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 ever let those pavements lapse. <laughs> never. <laughs> you have to control the. You you haven't thought of the smell, Tiny. You haven't thought. No, of the well, smell. I say that because I saw this like oh, yeah? on a forensic files one time. There was a guy who he had he he killed somebody. And he had them in mini storage and he had them in there for like over 10 years. Yeah. And the police were on to him, but they never had enough. They never had enough evidence to get a warrant to search. Huh. But then he got arrested for something else. He got locked up. His wife didn't make the payment uh, on that storage locker. And so. It's like a Storage Wars episode. <laughs> yes, it was a Storage Wars episode where the cops were front and center, <laughs> like getting the winning bid so they could go in there and make their case. All right, let's talk about this dude. Um, the sheriff up in Edgefield County says evidence shows Joseph McKinnon strangled Pat- Patricia Dent inside the home and was burying her in the backyard when he died of a heart attack. Uh, what they a say that, Yeah. They said they discovered his body first before finding Dent's body uh, in the backyard pit. So he'd already drug her out there, I guess. Man. Uh, Neighbors in Trenton, South Carolina, are left with plenty of questions after the sheriff's deputies responded to the Tanglewood Drive on Saturday and discovered two bodies. One of the next-door neighbors, Dawn, who lives just a block away, uh, says she and her family have have only been living there for two years. She says she was concerned and didn't know there was danger to the neighbors after those bodies were discovered. This is just somebody being <laughs> right. You know, that's like <laughs> if if uh, what's your neighbor Richard? Like if he kills his wife, if this scenario happened and hit that house, I wouldn't be like, "Are we in danger?" I'm like, man, this is Richard was always kind of weird, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, 
there's a little strange. I could, I kind of understand it. Yeah. I never saw his wife ever. I don't even know that she really existed. Um, anyways, so autopsies were performed on both bodies and the cause of death for Mr. McKinnon was confirmed as a cardiac event. Mrs. Dent was found to have died by strangulation. Evidence gathered at the scene, along with statements from witnesses, aided investigators to build a timeline, leading us to believe Mr. McKinnon attacked Miss Dent while inside their home. Um, Mr. McKinnon then bound her and wrapped her in trash bags before putting her in the previously dug pit. The pit was then partially filled by McKinnon, uh, and while covering the pit, Mr. McKinnon had a cardiac event causing his death. Golly. So he dug the hole, drug her out yeah. there, put her in it, was almost home free. I just, man, I just I just wish he could have dug the hole first. Sure. And then maybe he would have dropped dead before he had the chance to kill her. But <laughs> he just fall right on down in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, this probably was, uh, she was nagging, like, oh, you're having another beer, you know, or whatever, <laughs> and he just snapped. It's like, I can't take it anymore. It's a crime of passion, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess technically we have no idea. No way to I mean, know. The <laughs> only two people. If we're being technical, I suppose that they can probably find out that she was strangled to death. There may be even be some pe- some DNA, but we really don't know what happened. Right. We just have two people in a in a hole. Sure. Right. That's what it looks like. Maybe. And that's probably how it happened. Maybe it was a third killer and he killed both of them and made it look like he had a heart attack. <laughs> Maybe he scared the other one to death. That's right. He made him go dig a hole. Yes. And then like scared him. Yeah. Yeah. He just jumped out <laughs> with a Jason mask on. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. Uh, yeah. Could be. <laughs> could be. This is this is how the the first forty eight would go if you and I were detectives, yeah. <laughs> like sitting at our desk talking I'm about like, the I'm case. Like, I'm like telling them my theory, and they're like, "Are you serious? <laughs> you guys, did you just say a Jason mask? <laughs> like, are you guys are y'all like legit police officers? <laughs> how did you get this job? <laughs> are you like, like wait wait wait?" You had to, he's going to be cranking a chainsaw too. You know, to make it real scary. I mean, really scary. I mean, it's got to be so scary the man died. Yeah. And I mean, this is a fat dude. So. <laughs> he's already turn. dug a pit. And then, surprise, we were right. We like catch the real killer. You and then know? everyone's like, you're a genius. You guys are geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> the heart attack Jason killer struck again. <laughs> That's a good stuff. All right. Let's talk about another genius theory. Uh, this comes from Newsbreak. Trump supposedly inquired that if China could make hurricanes to attack the U.S., ex-officials say. <laughs> I mean, that was our leader. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, could they? <laughs> We know Harp exists. Like <laughs> right. George Bush was controlling hurricanes a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So has China ripped off that technology now? Yeah, that's that's but a instead of attacking their own country. Yeah, because of the minorities, they're going to attack yeah. us the, over here. Yeah, the 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 Gulf South region. <laughs> China hates the Gulf South. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know, if they would just listen to a little Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> The beaches are so nice. <laughs> they mellow out. Yeah, they would right. love it. They just need to come spend a, spend a weekend in Orange Beach. Yeah. Go, go to the, the floor of Bama. Oh, yeah. Hit up the floor of Bama. <laughs> Maybe hit, take in a mullet toss weekend, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. 
Uh, as president, Donald Trump repeatedly asked aides if China could be manufacturing hurricanes and sending them to damage the United States. Three unnamed former senior officials told Rolling Stone on Tuesday. I kind of hate the unnamed former senior sure. officials. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, have like, some guts. Come on. Yeah. yeah. If, he, if he said this, say he, say yeah, he have said some it. Guts. Come on. Yeah. I mean, Coward. I suppose it's possible he could be president again, and then he, made, <laughs> he might need a job. <laughs> a very powerful enemy. Sure. <laughs> oh, you don't want Trump to start picking on you. No, he's, you a, don't. he's like a bully extraordinaire. <laughs> uh, he also reportedly wanted to know that if using such a hurricane gun would constitute an act of war. Sure. And if so, whether the U.S. could retaliate militarily. Well, not just retaliate with another hurricane. Yeah. Why are we not sending tsunamis or whatever right. their way? Uh, China is a major nuclear power. Quote, it was almost too stupid for words. One source told the magazine, uh, which said the speaker was intimately familiar with the then sitting president's inquiry. I did not get the sense that he was joking at all. Sure. The source added. He was not joking. <laughs> The news comes. He had this conversation, Tiny, then walked out a door and started tossing paper towel rolls to hurricane victims <laughs> in Puerto Rico. Yeah. You know? And tweeting about yeah, it. Yeah, right. And like I never thought he was not joking. He was absolutely serious. And I say that because we know that we can control the weather through heart. Right. Everybody that's like a basic level conspiracy. Well, he theory. also didn't he also want to cure COVID by opening people up and yeah. like Cleaning up with Clorox. Yes. He also <laughs> suggested blowing up Hurricane Dorian with a nuclear weapon. Now, okay, we all got to admit that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, let's give it a shot. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> I mean, look, it's either going to disperse the hurricane or we're going to get like ultimate super mutated nuclear <laughs> hurricane. Yeah, or nuclear fallout affects the pretty much all of the southeast of the united states it like rains uh, and our radioactive yeah. material and our football teams become amazing <laughs> like even more amazing we have yeah. like superhumans on there <laughs> yeah. yeah like dudes with three legs we well, probably already got a couple of three leggers out <laughs> now there they don't you know live I mean? past their 30s yeah. but <laughs> right yeah. they win the championships yeah, well, getting, <laughs> the sec is dominating <laughs> sec sec <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the news comes on the tale of a former defense secretary, Mark Esper's claim in a new book that Trump wanted to hit drug labs in Mexico with missiles and then deny responsibility. I love it. I love that. <laughs> That's 100% what we need to do. If it's a war on drugs, let's make it a war on drugs. Uh, Rolling Stone quoted a second former official saying, I was president when he once asked if China made hurricanes to send to us. And he wanted to know if the technology existed. One guy in the room responded, not to the best of my knowledge, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Can, President. They don't want him to know. Well, I mean, I love like. I was like, we don't want Trump to know, <laughs> right? I love shooting missiles to take out drug labs. Yeah. I love it. And he's like, and we're not even going to act like we did it. Because, but even if we did, we're going to be like, what are you going to do about it, Mexico? Like, you ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> you know, you're going to sit out there and take it, and we're going to keep bombing these labs. You're going to drink a Corona. That's right. <laughs> you're going to you be glad. There wasn't one in your backyard. Right. Yeah, be glad. Or, hey, you know what? You guys can get on cleaning up these drug labs down here, and we won't have to send missiles. That's your choices. 
It also says that in August of 2019, the website Axios reported that a briefing on hurricanes, Trump told top officials, I got it, I got it. Why don't we nuke them? We just, I love it. We just <laughs> talked about that. We remember that. <laughs> He's an idea, man. Uh, he was repor- reportedly told that the aides would look into the notion of destroying large storms with nuclear weapons, which in 2016, National Geographic called a really bad idea with a surprising history. Trump called the Axios story ridiculous, but his interest in hurricanes reared its head again in the following weeks when what would become known as, is that Sharpie Gate? I don't remember Sharpie Gate. Oh, yeah, Gate. that's where he like, I, I, he was something about a hurricane. He like drew the arrow the wrong way or something <laughs> and everybody got mad. Oh, here we go. At an Oval Office briefing on Hurricane Dorian, Trump held up a National Hurricane Center map and appeared to have been altered with a Sharpie pen to show the storm hitting Alabama, a baseless claim previously made by Trump. So he was... Yeah, everybody's mad. He had said it was going to hit Alabama, and then it wasn't, so he tried to take a Sharpie and say, no, here it goes. No, look, on the map, (laughs) there's an arrow. That's where I was saying it was going. Right again. Right. Such a stupid thing for him to do, but also (laughs) such a stupid thing for people to act like it was some huge scandal, which everybody did. Right. He was like, yeah, man, that's what Donald Trump does. He doesn't like to be wrong. You know, like, yeah, we got it. He really, really, really (laughs) doesn't like to be wrong. Nobody likes to be wrong. Let him say it's going to Alabama. If it hits Mississippi, it's not that big of a difference. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we got it. Oh, man. Well, clearly... Governments can control the weather. All right. That is just <laughs> Yeah, I was about true. to say, we just read that whole article. At no point did anyone officially confirm no, China cannot attack the United States with hurricanes. Exactly. <laughs> yes. All right. James Cromwell super glued his hand to a Starbucks counter. You want to know why? Because they wouldn't give him the Wi-Fi password because <laughs> he'd been kicked out the week before. <laughs> to protest vegan milk charges. Ah. Okay, real quick. I'm going to let you do your story, but I just want to say real quick. Have you heard the nasty rumor that vegan milk is not even real milk? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard that. Um, James Cromwell, one of the stars in Succession, superglued himself to a counter in a Starbucks in New York. Uh, The incident, which happened Tuesday, was a protest coordinated with PETA Cromwell is a longtime supporter of the group and serves as an honorary director. He was seen on a video posted by the organization asking Starbucks to stop charging more for vegan milk. Hmm. Now, you know why they charge more for vegan milk? Why is that, John? Because it's hard to milk a vegan. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, it makes a, it, it does seem like vegan milk would be more expensive because it is... You well, know, not not as easy right. to get. They charge roughly seventy cents extra for a dairy alternative, which includes soy, coconut, almond, and oat milks, depending on the U.S. city. I bet you down here it's a little cheaper because you ain't got a lot of people ordering it. Right. Uh, I had no idea that oak or any of those things actually lactated. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't, I've never really looked for the nipples <laughs> on an almond. Yeah, I usually just. Put them straight in my mouth. <laughs> I've never been eating an almond and got to like a milky center. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
my friends at PETA and I are calling on Starbucks to stop punishing kind and environmentally conscious customers for choosing plant milks, Cromwell said in a press release from PETA. We all have a stake in the life and death matter of the climate catastrophe. We're going, it's a catastrophe now? Did it? I don't, I don't realize we got to catastrophe status on it. I mean, I've been hearing for years that at some point it will, and it may very well we, be, but yeah. we hadn't got there yet. I didn't think, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would think, I would imagine a catastrophe a lot worse, honestly, than what right. I'm living in right now. <laughs> and Alabama has horrible weather, but right. I don't know. Um, he said, and Starbucks should do it its part by ending its vegan upcharge. Um. Starbucks commented, we respect our customers' rights to respectfully voice their opinion so long as it does not disrupt our store's operations. And please quit gluing yourself to our counters. So Cromwell is, he was in Babe, in the movie Babe, with the talking pig. You remember? Okay, I didn't know if you were talking about Babe or The Babe. Oh, John yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, he was in Babe, the pig, talking pig movie. Okay. What, was he in uh, Babe in the Big City? I don't the know. The sequel? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know Babe had a sequel. <laughs> I don't even remember that much about it. Uh, anyways, this dude's an idiot. All right, like I, <laughs> I, I, I get his point, but to super glue yourself to something is stupid. Well, it seems like it wouldn't be an upcharge if plant milk was the same cost yeah, as, as regular old right. dairy milk. Yes. In order for them to bring that down, you've got to. What what has to happen? We got to grow more plants. We got to milk more almonds. What well, we got to do? You have to make the I would imagine growing and milk extraction process cheaper mm-hmm. in order to get it at a yeah. cost below or equal to what it costs to do that with dairy cows. Right. We can't. So apparently, it's more. <laughs> we can't. We can't just pay South Americans to sit on an assembly line and milk almonds. That's right. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> we needed some machine to do that. Well, look, if we had blown up some drug labs in Mexico, <laughs> that would have been the workforce would have doubled down there. You know, right? People don't listen to Trump. They think he's crazy. <laughs> he's he's trying to bring down vegan milk prices <laughs> yeah. and not and end hurricanes and end hurricanes <laughs> with the final solution. <laughs> Like I, as Jacqueline pointed out, he had many, many faults, but it was so amazing. It was every day something awesome was happening. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was so awesome. And now we have to pretend like there's nothing wrong with our president. <laughs> like we're all just pretending like if he's nothing not else, Yeah. If nothing else, can we agree that it was nice to have the media actually holding our president accountable yes, for right. his stupid, idiotic statements <laughs> instead of trying to cover him up and act like everything's just fine. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. Like, Grandpa's all, not slipping. Yeah, except for that one dude from Fox News. I can't remember his name. But he he peppers the press secretary pretty hard. He's kind of gets on my nerves. Oh, Ducey? Yeah, Ducey. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but like all the rest of them are like, look, we, we all know – President Biden's like senile, so let's just keep everything cool and ride this out, you know, <laughs> like while we can. We don't yeah. want to expose it too much <laughs> because we maybe have foreign enemies who will think this is a weakness or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
But yeah, it was more fun when they were killing Trump every day. <laughs> and his little like, what was that bulldog yeah. girl's name with her big old binder? She would mm-hmm. just light them up, you know. Oh, like, oh yeah, Kay- no, I'm glad Kay- you Kay- asked. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you asked about that. She just like flipped through her big old college three ring binder to whatever the answer was. And yeah, she, you said such and such, yeah, but right. this is what such and such happened. Yeah, that's exactly right. That was pretty great. Those times were good times. Mm-hmm. And gas was real cheap. You know, gas was so cheap. It was cheap. Now, let's not forget that we were in the middle of a pandemic. Sure. People weren't eating out. People weren't going to work. Absolutely. That's why it was low. I, I don't. But. I don't think can, it was this high. I can agree that I don't think uh, President Biden's domestic policy yeah, has helped policy? anything. No. Yeah. They have not helped anything. Right. Well, now that I've said that, somebody will send us a lecture about how the president doesn't control oil prices. You know, as, and that's that's true. He doesn't. But that said, there are things that he can do to, to help make it easier yeah. or make it not as easy on the gas industry as a whole. Right. Yeah. So no, I agree. Yeah. Anyways, here's the thing. Look, the the guy at the top. He ain't even doing anything anyway. It's like <laughs> like he's taking naps and eating pudding pops all day. You right. Know? Or drinking his insure and going to bed after the six o'clock news. Well, who well, if that's the case, then who's at the wheel? That's a wild question to ask. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Who is running the show here? It seems like all we're doing is sending money to Ukraine every time we turn around. That's all we're doing. <laughs> right. That's the only thing I ever hear about the news. You know, we're just shipping them all the cash we can. I'm sorry, we don't have any baby formula, guys. Here's $40 million Ukraine, $40 billion Ukraine. Also, it seems like every time, every news story I see out of Ukraine is about how Russia like messed up again. Yeah, right. Like the other day, it was something about the uh, Ukrainian forces blew up a bridge when they were trying to cross it and all their troops were like, oh no, what are we going to do? And then yeah. there was another one they were retreating and they like left behind. This uh, yeah, all like battle the, plan. Yeah, the plan. No way that could be a plant. Yeah. <laughs> no way that could be purposefully disinformation. <laughs> Look, guys, we're going to come in over here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Ukraine, and I'll be really honest, I don't care that much. Right. I did wash like about 150 cars to give them $3,000. <laughs> okay, so I've done my part. <laughs> If you don't win, it's on you guys. Yeah, right. Like you got, you got it's on y'all. <laughs> we got a lot going on over here. We need to be paying attention to. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why is baby formula? I don't. I why is there a shortage? I, I have. I know that one plant got shut down because they said they had tainted baby formula. Okay, that may be it. I don't know. Maybe it's because as, was it another one of those. Uh, factories that burned up. <laughs> could be. Or it could be as one of my cousins posted on Facebook that men can get pregnant now, so there's more need for baby formula. <laughs> and and no need. And, and that's where the shortage is coming from. I don't know. We got too many babies and not enough boobs. <laughs> yeah, right. This is what all you pro-lifers want. <laughs> <laughs> but I was telling Dieter, I was like, this may be the time the wet nurse makes the comeback, you know? Right. I was like, girl, you could make some money, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, get, you do a couple a day, you know? How much does that cost? Right. Just bring your kid. Huh. Yeah. I don't know how all that works. I have no idea. I don't either, but people used to do it all the time. I tell you one thing I do know that works. You know who did it? <laughs> who? Moses' mom. You know, because she worked for that. That's right. For yeah. the the whatever. 
what was her name? <laughs> you know, the Pharaoh's is the kid. Pharaoh's daughter. daughter. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. She wanted a little pet Hebrew. Sure, let's go. She found in the river. I'm just kidnapping this child. <laughs> oh look, Hebrew lady, you have to feed him and take care of him. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Moses' sister was like, hey, you know, that's a really cool baby you got there. <laughs> right. It just so happens, I know an uh, Israelite woman <laughs> who can right. feed that baby. She, she's ready to go. It's almost as if she just had one. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's talk about general booty. Okay. What I'm a fan of general booty. You like general booty? Been a fan of general booty for a long time. <laughs> well, he recently committed to go to Oklahoma. Okay. All right. <laughs> Booty is a six foot three, 195 pound sophomore out of Tyler Junior College in Texas, and he will have three years of eligibility remaining at Oklahoma. Okay. The son of former LSU receiver Abram Booty, he comes from a prominent football family. His uncle Josh was a quarterback at LSU and a major league football or major league baseball player. Another uncle, John David, played uh-huh. quarterback at USC in the Pete Carroll era. General Booty went to four different high schools as his family moved, including two in California and two in Texas, finishing his career at Arland at was that Aileen A- Allen at Allen, oh, Texas. Okay, which is the Dal- which is in the Dallas area. Okay, he was not heavily recruited out of high school, and he opted to play at TJC, where he had a breakout season throwing for 3,115 yards and 25 touchdowns to rank second in the country in the NJCAA. In one game against Navarro last October, he threw for 528 yards and eight touchdowns. Wow. Ran for 62 yards on eight carries. Now, he's the quarterback, so that's impressive. That's really good. His family lineage and the name, which Abram Booty said stems from his fascination with the military, have long drawn attention his way. Obviously, my name's an attention grabber, and people like to do headlines with it, but I like to show people with my play that I can back it up, he told the (laughs) Dallas Morning News in 2020. Classic football quote. Classic. I have done that. I'm going to continue to do that as well. And give them a reason to remember okay. General Booty. Come on to this SEC and see what happens. <laughs> John David will tell you he had to go out to USC. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, uh, do we have any? I know we have some Oklahoma fans in the audience. Yeah. So congratulations. Congrats. Congratulations on, on booty. your booty. <laughs> yeah. It's always good to get a booty, you <laughs> no. know. Because they're a great get, football family. If you can get the booty commitment, sure. Then you know you got a good player. <laughs> you know you do. Yeah. He sounds like he's pretty good. Yeah. I, I feel bad. You know, like uh, what was their coach's name that went to USC? Lincoln Riley. That's okay. his name. I feel bad that he stiffed Oklahoma, but that dude is like, he's creepy. Hmm. He's just weird. Like his mannerisms and everything. Right. Just so okay. if you ever want to just check it out. Huh. He gives me the creeps. Okay. Yeah. A driver, shout out to Todd. He sent me this story. A driver is sentenced for having sex during a high-speed police chase. Oh, dang. <laughs> a man who recently got out of prison for threatening to decapitate his neighbor's children. You, you can go to prison for that. <laughs> for just threatening to? I thought we had free speech in yeah, this country. That's right. I can't wait until Musk is in charge. <laughs> And you can threaten neighbor's children again. (laughs) 
He will now serve time for evading police during a pursuit and having sex while doing so. I mean, it sounds like the goat. I mean, <laughs> I mean, is that wrong? Well, uh, evading police is certainly wrong. A judge in a South Australian town of uh, Mount Gambler sentenced 28-year-old Joshua James Childs to more than nine months of home detention for a series of events that happened in 2021, as well as an unrelated assault from 2020. Um, Police told the court that in September, they told Childs twice to stop his vehicle during a police chase. He ignored the police and kept driving. Another officer later spotted Childs and deployed spike strips to disable the car but Childs kept driving. With his tires grinding down to the metal rims, police sent out another set of spike strips to no avail. I was about to say, at that point, yeah, like, what, are they gonna, what are they doing? While they don't work on metal. These Australian cops are wild. tires are gone. <laughs> the spike strips have done their job. <laughs> the chief is like, put out another spike strip. They're like, we already, we already tried it. He's like, I said, put it out. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> what happened next uh, is what happened next that the sentencing judge, magistrate, Kula Kosovelos, called extraordinary. After two set of spike strips were deployed, police say a female passenger straddled Childs as he was driving and began to move in an up-and-down motion, indicating <laughs> sex. <laughs> You know, they're like, well, well, don't pull him over just yet. Let's just watch. Randy? <laughs> I wish I could do an Australian accent. Hey, Randy, I think the Sheila's full of asylum. Hey, righto. Way to go, mate. <laughs> Police eventually caught up with him and arrested him. So um, He gave her a right bang of that one. <laughs> uh, okay, look. What he did was wrong. Running from the police is wrong. And threatening to chop off your neighbor's children's heads is wrong. Possibly. (laughs) He needs to be in prison. That said, that had to be like the best he ever had. (laughs) You know it was. (laughs) And the car could have been going that fast because it didn't have any tires. You know? So he had to worry about running into anything. (laughs) He just gonna enjoy it. Uh, Maybe it was. Dare I say reverse cowgirl, and the girl was driving. You know, he was just all he had to do was operate the pedals, put on the gas, baby. You know, that would be fun for both of them. You know, that'd be exciting. Oh man, I'm about to see if I could talk to you. You just minus the police. Yeah, yeah, no, well, well, maybe I don't know. Um, yeah. That might be fun. All right, that's enough. Children, don't listen to this show. We're already way too far into it. Let's talk about our friends at Cajun Curl. We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Bunda Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Bundy Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, 
and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, which was CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own all on their website. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. What do you say we hear from the audience? Okay. We have a couple voicemails, and our first voicemail comes from Derek. All right. Hey, guys. This is Derek. I'm just I'm on the road um, for several hours, and I was trying to catch up on my podcast, and I've got the answer to the school teach. I don't know if anybody else has called in, but if I have, I'm sorry. Okay, so you used to be able to get that pizza at Big Al's Back Street Lounge over there, kind of, um, you know, you turn across from Harry's Bar, and it's uh-huh. down on the right. I don't know if they still have it, because they haven't been there in years. But, um, but if you don't want to go to the bar, you can get it at South Minus Meat. Okay. They have okay. It. It's a big rectangle. It's in a big package, and it is delicious. So, <laughs> anyway, South Minus Meat. I think Cajun Curl's there, too, isn't it? That's so, right. Anyway, there you go. Talk to y'all later. All right. That's the kind of information we need. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, we also got a message from a David on Facebook who he sent us a link to a website called uh, Gunther'sCustomCuts.com. But it was currently unavailable. Oh. But if they got it at the if they got it at the South's Finest Meats, then yeah, you can yeah. You go there, you pick up some cafeteria pizza and some Cajun curl, sure, and go home and enjoy both. Well, yeah, Derek's solid dude. Thanks for calling in. We also have a phone call from Jacqueline. Hey guys, it's Jacqueline. Uh, real quick, you guys got me in trouble at work this week, but it, I guess it kind of wasn't your fault. Myself and another colleague of mine. Have, uh, we're discussing the situation with these people in Alabama, the corrections officer lady and the convict, you know, the ones I'm talking about, the white. Anyways, um, so we were laughing and I was showing her some of the stuff that had been posted on the Earth Oddity Facebook page and talking about it. And I work in a government office, so our cubicles, we have cubicles. So the person who shares a cubicle next or has a cubicle next to mine share a wall had heard us laughing about this, and he's a little more conservative than, than us. And over the cubicle wall yelled, guys, a woman died, this isn't funny. Mm. So, Sometimes it is. I mean, real quick. Yeah, we, we hadn't talked about that on the we, show. We have not. <laughs> but who, who here wasn't in some way kind of rooting for them? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't believe they went to Indiana. You know? I know. Like, I can get... 
you know, heading north from where they were. You, I guess, get on 65 or take back roads. Anyways, and then switching out vehicles, buying something cheap. You got, you can't just go like two and a half hours away in a week. You got to be hauling and getting across to some national park or something <laughs> somewhere where nobody will ever find you. Where you'll starve to death. Well, you can go into town every once in a while and get supplies. Yeah, but yeah. you gotta, you gotta like, you gotta be an Eagle Scout. <laughs> well, that's why you get your Eagle Scout. So when your lover breaks you out of prison, you can, you can take, you yeah. can provide for her. You can provide for her. Yeah. <laughs> be like Tarzan and yeah, Jane. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, look, I hate, I hate she shot herself, but. Well, that's, she did it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, oh, yeah. Anyways, I, yeah, that was a wild story, though. Wild story. Yeah. So then, of course, that made it even more hilarious. But uh, anyways, that's, he didn't obviously he didn't report us or anything because he had a little bit of a he's not a jerk. But anyways, yeah. So you guys kind of got me in trouble because I wouldn't have even known about that story if I hadn't followed you guys on Facebook. Air fryers. My husband has one. He loves it. He's obsessed with it. He makes French fries, uh, fried chicken, and fish mostly, battered fish. But lately, he has started to take uh, make his hamburgers in it. He takes his hamburgers, which of course he seasons with Cajun curl, and he loves it. And he puts those in the air fryer, just like the patty with the spices and whatever he uses breadcrumbs, I guess. And he said it's the best burger he's ever made in the air fryer. So try that anyways. And uh, I hope you guys are having a great time. Gas is uh, $2 a liter here, which there's three and a half liters in a U.S. gallon. So that works out to about $7 Canadian per U.S. gallon. I love you and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Mm, Uh, Man, gas was last week. And granted, we're living in the southeast, is where all the poor people are. Sure, <laughs> we were paying what three seventy something. It was four dollars a day. It yes, yeah. It jumped like twenty cents overnight, and I hate it. Ugh. I mean, look, my wife's a genius, but I hate it when she gets an opportunity to proclaim it to me. She was like, "We need to buy gas because gas is going to go up," and I'm like, "Well, gas is always going to go up." Yeah. Then it jumped twenty cents. Yeah. I'm like, crap. <laughs> So I'll wait till I tell you about what our crypto did. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say about Jacqueline's call? Oh, about the whites. Some more on the whites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was very funny in everything. They were like, they are not related. And I was like, if they weren't from Alabama, people would just assume they weren't related. <laughs> right. But because they both had the same last name, they had to be like, no, they weren't real. This is a legit couple. They just happen to have the same last name. They're not brother and sister. <laughs> well, I mean, I can I can see how a sister might would break her brother out of prison yeah. and go on the run. Not because he's their yeah. brother, not because of any yeah, romantic interest. Right. Yeah. Well, anyways, how like she had to be ultra horny to, to do all that, you know? Well, maybe he convinced her that he was like a close personal friend of Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> like, imagine the sweet talking you would have to be able to do to convince her to to get into that, you like know? Wanted to be born in, in her yeah. eye he had like to be a like, tear. Yes. <laughs> you want to be born like a tear in your eye. <laughs> this is like... He had to be the smoothest talking redneck in the world. 
Oh, baby, you're so beautiful. I've never seen nobody like you. He has some good words. Yes, he did. <laughs> we got any other calls? We have a text message. Okay. Uh, Pat, he sent us a message, said, I took an extra pair of socks with me when I play golf in case I get a hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of golf, I've been playing golf on the Oculus and it rules. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, it's so fun. <laughs> I didn't know you had an Oculus. Yeah, Hudson got one for, for Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it rules. I don't like any other games, but I like golf. Does it is it hooked up to the, like a computer? Like how do y'all run it? I have no idea how it works. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's several different Oculuses, and I think one was it the Quest. The Quest, I think, doesn't have to be tethered to anything. It's All like right, that's what thing. he has a Quest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. But like, I can play golf and listen to the Grateful Dead off of YouTube mm-hmm. at the same time, huh. and everybody leaves me alone, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> and I'm horrible at it. <laughs> Oh, okay. What else can you do with an Oculus? I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, like he's got other games. There's some game where you're like a like a monkey. I don't even understand <laughs> the point of it. But you have to do your hands like this to move around, huh. which of course nobody can see me <laughs> as they listen to this except you. But just imagine a monkey moving right. around. You have to do your arms like that. There's another one that's a fishing game that I thought would be cool. It really is not fun at all. <laughs> fishing games are are very hard. Yeah. To translate. Yes. Because do. fishing, unless you're like a really big fan of fishing, fishing can be borderline boring in real life. <laughs> yes, right. So when you get to play it on a video game, it's right. like that much worse. Um, he's got he's got some shooting game that I just it gives me motion sickness. Mm-hmm. And uh. He's got Beat Saber. He's got that. I've I've never played it. Talk about that. Thomas likes to play that. Okay. Yeah. He looks so. He looks so funny when he does it. Right. Yeah. I'll take some videos sometimes when we're playing with it. Uh, Can you break it like your boyfriend out of prison and go on the run? (laughs) Maybe so. In an Oculus experience, (laughs) (laughs) they should create that. (laughs) She's a criminal mastermind, really, to pull all that off. Like, what did she do? Basically, she said she went and was like, hey, I got to take Casey over here, not related, to (laughs) a mental evaluation at the courthouse. And they were like, okay. And she put him in the car, and then I just went to Walmart, got in her car, and left. God, it sounds so easy. Yeah, it was so easy. Because she had (laughs) been there. It was her last day at work. And apparently the proto- oh. apparently the protocol is you're supposed to, two officers are supposed to go on these things. Mm-hmm. But I guess they weren't paying attention or they figured Vicky's got it covered and she told, you know, Tiny to come with her and nobody's really paying attention. Huh. It was her last day at work. She had put in for a state retirement. Uh she sold her house, of course, because she needed cash. Well, she to wasn't go on gonna need that anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I wonder if uh if uh oh homeboy, what did he like know? Oh, like Casey? Yeah. Did he you like think start- you got to think so. Yeah. They he was probably- just, he was like, I can talk her into going <laughs> oh, yeah. on the run with me. Yeah. Well, he probably looked at her and was like, this lady has not had loving in a long time. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> uh, let's be honest, I don't want to disrespect the dad, but Vicky was not that good looking. Okay. <laughs> she might have been at one time. If you haven't looked her up her picture, just imagine what you would think a retirement-aged jail guard <laughs> in Alabama would look like. Right. 
And then you know how this dude was able to sweet talk her. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, baby, man, you look good today. Oh, man. For your age. Yeah. <laughs> to do something with your hair? Why don't you bust me out on your last day of work and let's run away together? You know? Dang. Yeah. Wow. And, of course, I'm sure he his plan probably was like, he's gonna, I'm going to ditch her. He's going to use yeah. up all the money. Right. And, and then, then once the money's gone, I'm yeah, out. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. She said, I don't care. I'm going to get to Canada. Yeah. Maybe I don't, maybe they were planning to go to Canada, I guess. I, don't know. I guess you could go probably like cross in North Dakota somewhere or something <laughs> without being detected. I'm going to say, what's your plan if you're ever on the run? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I have a series of safe houses across the United States. <laughs> Gotcha. That other, you know, like friends and that would harbor a fugitive, John. <laughs> I guess it's just because I've seen it in the movies, but the old go to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think hiding in plain sight might be a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I broke out of the Tuscaloosa County Jail, I would go to Vernon and live. I'd be close around and hope that mm-hmm. I could withstand the initial search and then just fold into the community while they're looking further away. Do you remember, they, I, there was one time, and I don't remember the lady's name or any of the specifics. I just remember that there was a lady that was going to the Fayette County Courthouse, and she took off. And Because me and some buddies, we were at, like, the Sonic. <laughs> and she, like, walked up and asked if she could, like, borrow a quarter to make a phone call. Oh, yeah? And we are like, sorry, we don't have any change. And she, and she like, she was trying to kind of hide her hands, and then one dude was like, did she have some handcuffs on? <laughs> and then, like, just a couple minutes after that, like, police cars were, woo. <laughs> I don't know. I she didn't, know that she didn't get very far. Well, you know, they had a guy, I can't remember his name. Stan might remember it. He got loose. And I think he may have killed somebody, but he was loose over around Barry. Mm-hmm. And so there was a manhunt going on, and he got caught by walking into Smoky Hollow Barbecue to get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Which Smoky Hollow? You ever eat Smoky Hollow? The barbecue the has been one. the fall of yeah. many. Men. Yeah, right. I was like, he's probably in the woods and was just smelling it. it. Was like, I can't take it anymore. I've been out here for like a it's week. Worth going yeah. back to prison. And he went in, and like one of the ladies called the cops. Were like, yeah, no, he, I gave him a barbecue sandwich. He just walked out the front door, and they came and got it. <laughs> Yeah, he just couldn't wow. take it anymore. Huh. Yeah. Well, he got a barbecue sandwich. Yeah, right. He got, a, he got him a good barbecue sandwich. Oh, mercy. Well, John, how about some questions? Okay. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you would have, If you have any questions you would like to ask John, you can join our Discord server, link in the show notes, and you can head to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from That's Our Bobo. Cake or pie? Cake. Real, I, I'm a, uh, I like both. I would big, probably I'm go big, cake, too. I'm, I'm a big cake guy. I like, yeah. yeah. With lots of icing. Sure. I want the corner piece. Yeah, give me all of it. <laughs> yeah. you know, I want to spike my sugar out. And I like to take my fork and kind of like dig into the piece of cake and eat the cake first, and then you just have like a whole oh, bunch of icing shell. The end. Yes. You have the icing shell left. <laughs> That's how eight? I do it. I don't want to do it. I, I'm not that extreme. <laughs> You're more extreme than me. Chris asks, are there universal human rights, and what are they? Yeah, the Bill of Rights. Right, freedom yeah, but are, of speech. But would you apply those universally to yeah. everybody? Okay. Yeah, they're inalienable rights given to us by God. Right. Uh, 
We hold these truths to be self-evident. Yes, but that's like the uh, that's the Declaration of Independence. Right. Not the same thing. Yeah, but they're still inalienable yes. rights: life, liberty, and, and the pursuit, pursuit of, of happiness. happiness. Yeah, I feel like they slipped in pursuit of happiness because I think was it John Locke who was the philosopher that first proposed that. He but he said property. He said yeah. life, liberty, and property, property the right. three unalienable rights. Yes. And the founding fathers, great guys, smart dudes, way yeah. smarter than me, but they were like, eh, property, how about pursuit of happiness? Yeah. <laughs> well, and under that umbrella was born the Bill of Rights. So yes. you have the right to self-defense. I think that's a, a God-given right that you have. Mm-hmm. And But that, that doesn't mean the government gives you a gun. Right. That just means you, you have can, the right to defend yourself. Yeah. Now, if that te- just means you can own a gun and defend yeah, yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, and the biggest God-given right of all is that you don't have to house troops in your house. All right. <laughs> right. Third Amendment is the most important <laughs> amendment in our Bill of Rights. You tell them to go to Motel Six. That's right. You get on out of here. <laughs> get. Which, as my buddy who was in the army for a while, was like. Is a really great way to get out of sleeping with a, you know, spending the night with a girl you hooked up with. Is going, look, the Constitution will not allow me to spend the night in your house <laughs> after we've made love. So I have, I'm bound by the Third Amendment. I have to leave now. <laughs> Phil Zoot Phil Suit asks If you had the ability to add a feature to the human body, what would it be? A tail. A tail. Yeah. Yeah, I, sometimes I feel like we took a step back on that one. Tail would be so cool. Yeah, evolution is not true because if it were, yeah. humans would still have monkey-like tails. <laughs> it's like if we had a tail, I'm thinking more like a dog tail. Oh, okay. But a monkey tail would. Well, I was thinking if you had a monkey tail, you could actually like use that. Yeah, you know, you could. Uh, well, I would think it would, hold stuff. You I would could like swing it. from it. <laughs> I would like it better as like a social thing, like. If I'm wagging my tail and happy, then people know that's when I can joke around with John. But when I'm not wagging my tail, people are like, I need to take it easy. Because a big problem I have in my life is I'm not always in a good mood. I'm not always telling jokes. Even sometimes I tell jokes when I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) So people think they can always joke around with me, and I'm just not in that mood. Mm -hmm. you know. So I want it more socially. Yeah. How funny would it be if like a bunch of dude bros were all the time like, hey, you should never skip t- tail day. <laughs> like these enormous rip tails. <laughs> well, he would. <laughs> yeah, tail would be great. But I, a useful tail would be cool, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stan asks, if the Hells Angels fought the Mafia, who would win? Ooh, I'm going to go Hells Angels. Yeah, definitely in a street brawl. But I feel like the uh, the Mafia, they would just... Order quiet hits on all of them. Well, yeah, maybe? But, yeah. Know. If it was a long term battle, the mm-hmm. mafia would probably win. But that. if it was all, hey, let's meet in this parking lot, right? You're selling heroin on my territory, <laughs> right? Type thing. Yeah. yeah, agreed. He also asked, "Why are teenage girls so crazy?" Man, I just think teenagers in general are. I was crazy. about to say, yeah, probably the same reason teenage yeah. boys are right. crazy. Most of it's hormonal and yeah. learning. Like, there's a huge shift. I've been thinking a lot about this because I got teenagers. <laughs> there's a huge shift going on between be- being a kid and becoming an adult, not mm-hmm. only physically, but mentally, too. And forming your own thoughts uh, that like are different than what you've been told mm-hmm. before. That's a huge thing you have to reckon with as a kid. You and know, an like, incredible lack of life experience right. that we take for granted at our age. Yes. Not saying that we're like some kind of masters at, no, at yeah, life. No, right. But, I mean, think back to when you were 20, and there was just so much stuff that 
you didn't know and, and stuff that people really can't teach you. You just, you just have, have to, to learn. Live it. Yeah, yeah right. you just have to live it. Then teenagers also think that they have the knowledge of an adult, you know, but mm-hmm. without the experience and they can figure it out, which eventually they will have to figure it out. But you're like, no, you can't do that because you're 14. You know, yeah. you can't you can't live this way. He says, is there a crystal that can control them? <laughs> yes, that is crystal meth. <laughs> it will control you them. You get them hooked on that, they yeah. will do anything you ask them to sure. do. Sure, right. Yeah. Our next question comes from the driver. If you could invite one celebrity to your birthday party, who would it be? Is this a living celebrity? Uh, you know what? He doesn't say. Let's go living or dead. All right, living, Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> okay. Yeah, why not? Shoot a <laughs> shot. I'm going Hunter Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Best birthday ever. Yeah. You know, I'm like, Deidre, I'm inviting Kelly Kapowski to my birthday party. I should start doing it anyways. Like sending her (laughs) a birthday card invitation, like a little kid would, see if she shows up. We can have a little kid. (laughs) We can like build it up, get like this whole big online campaign behind it. Sure. Yes. Have a petition on, uh, what is it? Petition.gov or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I hate parties too, by the way, like parties, birthday parties for me. Right. Hate them. I, they're the most awkward thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, and it's not that I'm like mad I'm getting older or anything. It's just like, I don't need a fuss. Just let me eat my cake and <laughs> right. open up whatever gifts I got from the people I love. So, next question comes from Sanchin. Are Waldo and Carmen San Diego romantically involved? Oh, probably. I've never considered it. Hmm. She's always, you know, where is she? Yeah. And where is Waldo? Probably hold up somewhere, <laughs> you know, together. Yeah. Hmm. Like Vicky and what's his name? Vicky and Casey White. That's their <laughs> Vicky and Casey White. <laughs> exactly the same. Which, why would you pick the six nine dude? He was, he was like your size. Mm-hmm. He's a big dude. You can't hide in public. <laughs> you know, somebody like me, I blend in. Right. Everybody's my size. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't get with that guy. <laughs> you know, you got to be smart about this case or Vicky. Well, hindsight's 2020. Nobody feels sorry for him. You know, like everybody was like immediately like that dude's horrible. And they were like, Man, I hope Vicky makes it. You know, because <laughs> like, like, they we well, all look, we we all know a single female who's hooked up with trouble. Sure, and there's nothing we can do exactly. but hope for the best. You know, she had one friend that tried to talk her out of this. She probably told one friend about it one night, drinking some Coors Light on the back porch. You know. <laughs> Watching some the Zima. bug lot, some Zimas, <laughs> yeah, some Zimas, some strawberry Ritas or whatever. <laughs> Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Vicky, you can't do this. She's like, I love him. He, he loves me. He killed a guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's killed several people. He wouldn't kill me. Uh, he loves me. He tells me every day. <laughs> she was like giving him extra food and stuff. Like, everybody yeah. in the prison knew they had something going on, like all the inmates did. Well, I was about to say, I mean, that <laughs> Look, people are going to find out. Yeah. But the question is, would this guard risk everything to break you out of here and go on the run? She did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Whatever. It's a modern day Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I look forward to the Lifetime movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, 
look, I've, her family and her loved ones and the stuff that are the most shocked about this is just tragic. Doesn't make it not funny, <laughs> but it's tragic for them. Right. Yeah. Well, John, as this show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of them so much for your support. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine, fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Mr. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Mick Will. Thank you all so much for supporting our show. If you would like to become a Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but, you know, the $5 tier gets you the extended show. That's right. Which here lately has been almost a full show. Yes. So Yeah, I mean, we've been rocking it. Yeah, we don't promise that every time, but we are trying to well, we started do more out, content. Well, yeah. we started out as like 15 or 20 minutes, mm-hmm. which we thought was fair for five bucks. Now we're doubling, tripling the value right. for five dollars. It's You're show, getting a whole nother show. It's show inflation. It really is. <laughs> we're giving you more for your money. This is the only place where inflation has not affected this podcast. Yes. Thank you, President if, Biden. <laughs> if anything, your dollar holds more value That's right. when yeah. you join. You're making more money. You're basically crypto trading right now <laughs> by buying into our Patreon. Yes. You're catching on early. So One day we're going to blow up. <laughs> you're on the ground floor. Yeah, you're on the ground floor. Yeah. And by blow up, I also include under that umbrella imploding. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you can sign up at patreon.com slash earth oddity, extend your oddity. Yes. And speaking of extensions, what do we got today? I got a story about, it's a it's an abbreviation. I'm not sure what it means. It's M-I-L-F. We're going to talk about that. Okay. I'm not sure. Maybe you can enlighten me on it. I have a story that comes as special request from David. Okay. Sent us a message on Facebook. It's an older story, but we're going to talk about it because I don't remember if we talked about it or not. We're going to revisit the British library that hired the rainbow butt monkey for a kid's event. Okay. And, uh, it was not really meant for kids' events. Yes. You know what? I don't know who this act is targeted towards, if I'm being honest. Well, you tell me you wouldn't go see the rainbow butt monkey? <laughs> I mean. Given the chance. <laughs> Free tickets. I wouldn't take my kids. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> but free tickets. You can't turn that down. Oh, well, anyway, you want anything? You want, got anything else before we end the show? Nope. Just join our Patreon and be cool and join the Patreon. And tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. Yeah. Yes. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. If you would like to check out our show art, that is underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. Uh, We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off.
Love y'all. <laughs> That's going to say hello either way. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, Tiny and everybody, patrons, patrons more than Tiny, welcome. Yes. Here. Yeah. Odd Squad, what's going on? The Odd Squad. You really want that to catch off, right? Well, I don't know. (laughs) I mean...